Welcome to Key 3 Educators, helping you excel as a Christian school leader, educator, or homeschooler as you outfit students to learn themselves, love God, and live connected. Here's your host, Stephanie Smith. It is Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. of A., and I hope that you are having a phenomenal week, and it is going to be filled with gatherings, or I don't know, maybe for you, Thanksgiving is a time to get away, or maybe it's a time where you will be going and spending time with family and friends, or they're going to be coming over to your place, whatever it is, I pray that it really is a celebration of life and of gratitude and a time of great joy for you. I know it doesn't always go that way. Trust me, been there, done that. But that is still my wish for you. I'm Stephanie Smith, and I want you to know that I appreciate you giving your time to listen to this podcast. You really are making a difference as an educator, whether you are an administrator, a dean, a school board member, or a teacher in the classroom. And I want to bring content that is worthy of your time. I really do believe that next to parents, educators on the whole are the most significant influence in our children and young people's lives. I just want to say thank you for sharing your time with me. I'm not asking anything of you today because this episode is just all about saying thank you to you. Some years back, I don't remember how long it's been, I bought a blank gratitude journal. I mean, it says gratitude across the front of the journal. And I began keeping it. And I had this plan of how I was going to write in it every single day. And that plan just kind of met life and it started to not work out. And eventually what I realized is I need to acknowledge that guilting myself into why I wasn't filling it out every day needed to change. And instead, I needed to tie it to another habit. So what I did was I put it in my bag that had my walking shoes. I was very disciplined about walking five days a week. And so the deal for me became whenever I took my shoes out of that bag or I put them into that bag, I had to pull out the journal and I kept a pen in there. So I didn't even have an excuse that I had to go find a pen and I would have to write down at least one item. Today, I have several hundred items listed in that journal. And it is a source of encouragement to me to go back and to recall specific situations. Some were very small, some very major in life. And it's a reminder to me of all the things that I have to be grateful for and to give thanks for. Today, I am not going to talk to you about keeping a gratitude journal. I am going to flip that around and I'm going to encourage you as an educator to keep a thanks receiving journal, not a thanksgiving journal, but a thanks receiving journal journal. What is this and why do that? That's what we're going to talk about today. One of the truths about any people-serving profession, whether it's healthcare or in counseling or in education, where the end goal is the improvement or education or the health of a person, not the production of a widget, there are tendencies that can affect people in those professions negatively. 
every single profession has those. It's not like, oh, there's some perfect profession out there that doesn't have this inbuilt capacity to cause someone to become more self-absorbed or more defensive or more arrogant or more discouraged or more prone to depression or discouragement or becoming a bully or any of those types of things. Every profession has its own inbuilt strengths and weaknesses as how it can impact the people in that profession. Teachers and people in the education profession of young people are limited in the sense that they are primarily people who plant seeds. They seldom get to experience the growing up and the fruit from those seeds. Now, I grew up on a farm, and so I know the full cycle of planting seeds in the ground and then weeding the garden or out in the fields, running the cultivators and pulling up the weeds. I also know weeding the fields because we walked those every summer with long machetes and we cut pigweeds and sunflowers and cockaburs out of my dad's soybean fields. So I know what it means to have to weed not just a garden, but a field. And then there's the watering that you can do in a garden assuming that you have enough of a water supply and you're not going to run your well dry. And there's a prayer that you pray for God to send rain on the fields. And then there comes the time for harvest. And in a garden, you're able to pull those potatoes out of the soft loam of the soil and you put them in the containers in the cellar where you're going to be able to have those throughout the winter to eat. So I know that full cycle. How frustrating it would be to just go out and do nothing but plant seeds and pull weeds and never actually get to the end result of all that work. And then it's just plant more seeds, pull more weeds, plant more seeds, pull more weeds. And while I'm not going to lie and say that it was so much fun sitting there with five gallon buckets of green beans to snap and peas to shell, at least sometime later, you could enjoy the fruits of your work. As educators, you are primarily in the business of planting seeds, watering them, pulling weeds. And there's very little opportunity to see to the end of that cycle where you're able to bear witness, much less participate in the fruit of all of your labor. Education is a faith based profession, even if you are not a Christian organization or Christian educator, because the very nature of that process is you just typically don't ever get to see the full impact of the work that you're doing. And that does have an impact. It does bring with it some tendencies that can infiltrate you as an educator. And one of those can be a low-grade sense of failure, something that you become so used to that you just don't even recognize it's there, or this low-grade fever of discouragement. Those are the things, and some other things as well, we're going to talk about in in a future episode, but those are the types of things that can invade, in a very subtle way, you as an educator and begin to weaken your effectiveness. And I want you to thrive. I don't want you just to survive as an educator. I want you and I want your students and your school to absolutely thrive. 
So today what we're going to talk about is how you can use a very simple tool, a thanks receiving record to help keep that spark of enthusiasm alive and belief that you really are making a difference. Why did you become an educator or choose to go into education? Do you know that one of the common reasons that people give is I had this teacher and then they go back and they tell a story about a teacher who said something or a coach or a principal who said or did something that impacted their life in a positive way. If you wonder about the impact of educators on young people for the rest of their lives, just sit down and do an online search for good teacher experiences and bad teacher experiences, and you will get plenty of both. And yes, that's the reality. There are profound experiences that children have with teachers who also say or do something that really cause harm to that individual. So it's not a matter of if you are going to have a significant impact, it's only how much and what kind. I'm sure that there are many counselors who have invested their time working with with, um, clients that never came back and the counselors left wondering, I don't know if anything I ever said or did made any real difference in their life or not. And how many pastors show up for visitations and they preach sermons week after week after week and they invest all of their time and all the other duties of a pastor and how many of them never really know how much of an impact that they're having. You're not alone in this as an educator. I want you to have a practical resource that can help you in this area of your life. Because my sitting here on this podcast and telling you, you are having an impact is going to wear off really, really, really quickly. I want you to have something that you can keep with you throughout your educational journey and beyond. So what I want you to do is to start a thanks receiving journal or jar. Here's what that looks like. Every time you have a word of appreciation or affirmation, whether it's a one-liner from a student, whether it's a text, it's an email, it's a note from a student, from a parent, from a colleague, from an administrator, from a board member, whoever it's from. Maybe it's from somebody in the community and you take your kids on a field trip and the event organizer says, wow, your kids were so well-behaved or they really listened or participated. I want you to write that down in your thanks receiving journal, or if you rather keep a jar, have a set of note cards or just post-it notes or some little scrap pieces of paper, and you're going to jot that thing down and you're going to date it. And you're going to hang on to those and you're going to accumulate those. Is this being arrogant? No, it's not. This is a practical way to fight back against a virus that can invade the best of educators that says, You're not really making a difference. What you do doesn't really matter. Ever had those kind of thoughts? (laughs) Well, of course, because every person does in whatever profession. And education is definitely one of those professions where you are far more likely to hear complaints than you are expressions of affirmation and gratitude. Sometimes the very thing that is going to tick off a student or a parent 
you know is really the best thing for that student. And you may never have a word of appreciation or gratitude for it. It might be 20 years later, however, that that student looks back and says, you know, that teacher in high school who held me accountable for X, that was the best thing for me. And I owe so much to that teacher. But for every person that says that, how many ever actually go back and find that instructor and are able to tell them that? Probably not very many. Keeping a thanks receiving jar or journal is not about building up your pride. It is about building up your soul. There is plenty that comes in this world that is going to attack your faith that what you are doing matters. Fight back. As a Christian educator, you have a whole other dynamic involved in this fighting you to say, You're not important. You're not effective. You're not really making a difference. So you need everything you can to fight back against that. You know, writing something down impacts our brain differently than just thinking it or hearing it. It has a different impact than even if we just say it aloud. Writing something down connects something more, not just to our memory, but it connects something more to our soul than just hearing it. You're going to hear plenty of complaints or questions. Why are you doing it this way? I'm not sure I like that. My students never done that before. And when those come, you absolutely want to give those credibility. You want to keep an open mind that says, hey, you know, is there something to this? Is there a way that I'm not communicating clearly? Or maybe I do have some expectations that are not practical or Maybe I do need to freshen up my teaching techniques, but one of the things that will keep your heart open to examining where you need to hone your craft even better is by having a soul that is filled not just with gratitude that you are showing to others, but with gratitude and thanks that you have received from others. Research shows that it's anywhere from a one to three to a one to seven ratio of the positive that we need to hear to the negative in order for it to just simply balance out. That means for every one negative thing that you hear, you're going to need anywhere from three to seven positive affirmations just to get back to ground zero, just to get back to a baseline. It's not even to to get a surplus in your affirmation account. It's just to get you back to zero. So keeping a thanks receiving journal or jar is a way to remind yourself when those complaints come, whether they're major or whether they're minor, and those criticisms come, or just the normal attacks that come in life that just continue to show up and says, you're not being very effective. You didn't do this very well. You could have done that better. Look at you. You kind of bombed that lesson and all those different kind of thoughts that just continue to come. You have a powerful tool to go back and to defeat those thoughts and to realign your thinking with what is true which is that you do have an amazing impact. Now, if you find yourself going, I don't know, that seems kind of selfish and me focused, and I don't see that that is 
aligns with our call to have our minds and our hearts set on Christ, well, let me say this to you. We are designed in God's image, and we are designed, and his word tells us this, to be people who desire rewards. Or maybe you're like, uh, wait a minute there. That sounds like heresy. No, it's not. Let me remind you of a different things that are from scripture. We are told in Hebrews chapter 11 that we must not only believe in the existence of God in order to be pleasing to him, we must also believe he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What? It's not enough just to believe that he's God and that he's good. We have to believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. We also have the promise of rewards and eternity. We have the promise of hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in, wait and see the rewards that I have for you. Okay, that's kind of the Stephanie translation, but trust me, the spirit of that is in Scripture. Another way to think about this is honoring the people who took the time to give you an expression of thanks. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Let's say you took the time to send an email or a text or wrote a note, or you just stopped somebody in the hallway and said, hey, I just want you to know, I felt like the way that you handled that situation in the cafeteria today was really good. How would it make you feel to know that that person went down and they jotted that down in a journal because it made such an impact on them? You wouldn't think, well, my gosh, was that person ever arrogant? You would be honored because you would say, they wrote that down because it had such an impact on them. That meant something to them. So flip that script and think in terms of honoring the people who take the time to give you words of thanks by writing those down in a thanks receiving jar or journal. Whatever the rest of your week holds for this Thanksgiving, I do pray that it is filled with rest and refreshment and with encouragement to know that you are having a profound impact. I want to thank you again for listening to Key 3 Educators and for your commitment to help students and families succeed in life's key three aims. Learn yourself, love God, and live connected. And remember, my friend, you do have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable. Thank you for being with us today. For information on speaking engagements and resources for your school or family, visit the website key3educators.com. Remember, learn yourself, love God, and live connected.